2: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Looking at the scores in the NHL, and uh, you just heard Sean Marks speak a little bit. I'm I'm a Nets fan. I just don't care. I can't care. He's taking accountability... Uh, he said this is a results-driven business. Like the last game we saw the Brooklyn Nets play, they went up to TD Garden to face the hated Boston Celtics, and they got smacked by 50. It wasn't close. And Jacques Vaughn made excuses after the game. And, you know, today on my Talking Nets podcast, we tried to laugh it off and have fun. You you never celebrate a man losing his job. We wish Jacques Vaughn well. He'll be paid well, just like Steve Nash was paid well. They'll be perfectly fine. But you don't celebrate the man losing his job. What you celebrate is them actually realizing that there's a problem. Them realizing that, hey, this isn't good enough. This is unacceptable. Our fans deserve better. Our fans are hurting. We put our, our fans through nonsense every six months. It never ends with the Brooklyn Nets, New York Nets, New Jersey Nets, New York Americans. It's just like... I talked on the podcast today about being a fan of this basketball team and how they've moved around in so many different places. There's no stability. There's no continuity. There's no consistency, and consistency is key. You know, I talked about the different coaches they've had over the years just since they've been in Brooklyn, right? Just since the Brooklyn Nets have been between Flatbush and Atlantic, Avery Johnson was there for two and a half years Jason Kidd comes in. Great idea. Why do we hate the Boston Celtics? Because of the trades that they made to bring Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry here washed under Jason Kidd one season. Lionel Hollins, a season and a half. Couldn't wait for them to get rid of him. And then here comes Kenny Atkinson. Three and a half seasons. And we actually love Kenny. He actually went to bat for his players. He actually got the most out of his players, held them accountable, coached them up, developed them, young guys. He made something out of nothing. And then they let go of Kenny with the incoming of the superstars. The superstars who weren't healthy, Kevin Durant. Talk about wasting money. The Nets have wasted a ton of money. They wasted money on players and coaches. Joe size light money on fire. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving making... Uh, you know, leaves of absence for any reason from a, a birthday party to a Kobe pass to, oh, you know, I just don't want to play tonight or whatever it was. And then, you know, fighting the, the mandate and them posting the stupid link to the Hebrews and Negroes video on Amazon is just nonsense after nonsense after nonsense. They fire Steve Nash and they go back to Jacques Vaughn, who was the interim coach after they let Kenny Atkinson go. You saw what Jacques Vaughn had when he went to the NBA bubble and got swept out of the first round, but you wanted to go back to that because you felt like, oh, that was a safe move, a former net, a guy that had been with the franchise, been with the coaching staff. Jacques Vaughn thought he was going to be coaching Kevin Durant, who signed his four-year extension. Jacques Vaughn thought he was going to be coaching Kyrie Irving because those two were attached at the hip. They came here together. Instead, he has to take on Ben Simmons. Sean Marks, you're the only GM in the league that would accept the trade to bring Ben Simmons to your team. The only one. I don't know if Ben Simmons plays for another team. And there's damn sure not a team that's going to pick up the phone and say, yeah, we'll trade Oh, Ben Simmons or sure, send him over here. So... I'm glad Sean Marks took some accountability. Nets fans are sick of it. it. It sucks. If you love basketball and the Nets are your favorite team, you know how Jared Karabas was just on talking about how he's a Red Sox fan, but the Red Sox are actively not trying, so he needs to feel something. That's how Brooklyn Nets fans feel. We need to feel something when we watch basketball, so we'll watch anyone else. And I know a lot of my Nets fans hate the Knicks, and they can't watch the Knicks and feel something. I, I'm not like that. I hated the Knicks when the Knicks were not giving us our respect and the Knicks were below us and the Knicks were consistently, or really the Knicks fans were consistently playing the big brother role and trying to act like we were nothing. That was different. But watching this Knicks team this year, I can understand what they're doing, how it all came together. I've watched it. I could feel something. I could feel the emotion of the fans that feel like Jalen Brunson is the point guard they dreamed of. I could feel something from the fans chanting his name in the garden. I could feel something from these guys seeing OG Ananobi and Precious Achua and iHeart and Josh Hart. and Even Julius Randle, which we did get a, an alert on Julius Randle, if I can pull that up. During uh, the break, I saw that Julius Randle is doing well. And... Thursday night, the NBA re begins for the second half, and the Knicks got to get healthy, get whole, and get right for their push and their run. And maybe the Brooklyn Nets under Kevin Ollie can do some of the same and right their wrongs and get some wins under their belt and push towards being a play in playoff team. 877 337 6666. My guy Mario out in Long Beach on the fan. What's up, Mario?
1: What's going on, Keith? Nice show.
0: Thanks. Thanks for joining it.
1: Yep. Always, always good to hear from you. Do a good job. Um, sorry to you feel. Uh, sorry to hear you're feeling a little bit under the weather today, but uh, you'll get through it.
0: Right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm here.
1: Uh, so you know, you know, interesting thing. Uh, I talked to you about a week ago, and you hit the nail right on the head. I asked you what would you do if you were in that, and you said first thing, fire the coach. Uh, I don't know if they listened to you, but that I mean, certainly happened.
0: It was obvious. I, uh, I would have fired the coach. I would have fired the coach in, in December.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing What I, I have a question for you But I want to tell you What I would do first What would you do now If you're the owner Or, or the GM Or whatever To change the franchise And make it better I fire the to GM me, as well Yeah far, Right But then what, he, what Ultimately What direction Do you want to go In with the roster you know, because what I'm seeing is there's no identity on this roster at all. You know, yeah, you got a well, couple of guys. Okay, you got Cam, you got Johnson, you got the the kid that can really. They shoot want to be team.
0: built around Mikhail Bridges because they traded away Kevin Durant, who was the face of the franchise, who was the identity of the Brooklyn Nets, and in exchange they got back Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges, um, I won't say has a similar game to KD, but. He's got that mid-range game, he can shoot the three, he defends, he's long, and they look at Mikael Bridges, who's under control for the next couple of years, who's also an Iron Man. never misses a game, and when you like get to know him and see his personality, how humble he is, and how nice of a, a kid he is, how he carries himself, that is the guy that they want to build around. And I think behind the scenes, Mikael Bridges lobbied for them to move off of Jacques Vaughn. So... They want to build around him. They do have some homegrown talent that I think can be stars in this league. Cam Thomas is a guy that they drafted. They absolutely have to keep and keep developing and keep working on. Nick Claxton is another one. De'Ron Sharp is another one. And then you have some journeymen and some other pieces around. Dorian Finney-Smith I don't think is going to stay here. I, I thought they were going to trade him at the deadline, but they couldn't really get the money they want from him. Okay, package him in the summer potentially and send him to a contender. I like Lonnie Walker a lot who's here on a vet minimum. Lonnie Walker is a guy that I think should stay in Brooklyn for the for the foreseeable future. Cam Johnson is here, and they paid him because they have so much faith in Mikhail Bridges. He came over in the Kevin Durant trade. They're best friends, so they locked him up and paid him. And I don't think he's that great of a player for the contract they gave him. They're paying him almost Jalen Brunson money, and he doesn't have close to the impact Jalen Brunson has. Um, they got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. His second tour with the Nets was no good, and they needed to move off from him. Dennis Schroeder is now here. Let's see what he becomes as the point guard. Ben Simmons, you want to talk about a move that they they need to make for the future? Get him off this team however you can. Part of the reason Jacques Vaughn failed is that he came into camp this year, saw Ben Simmons healthy, and thought he could build his offense and the team around Ben Simmons Handling the ball, he can't shoot the ball, he can't shoot foul shots, but he can certainly distribute and dish the ball when he's healthy. He's never healthy. That was a stupid decision to bank on number 10 Ben Simmons. Get him out of here. He's on a max contract. Get him out of here. Send him wherever you can. Eat the money. Do whatever you can to move on from Ben Simmons.
3: That's 100% true, yeah. That was a mistake.
0: That was a mistake. That was a mistake. I was sitting right here with Craig, and I was sitting right here with Evan when we first heard the rumblings of it, and I said, no, you do not take on Ben Simmons. That just signaled the beginning of where we are right now. There's so many things that the Nets have to do. They have some picks down the line. They can be competitive sooner rather than later. They just have to lock in and figure it out right now. Push yeah, but I have, I have one comment
1: first about that, and I'll, I'll listen to your uh, answer, and I'll say goodnight. Thanks for taking my call. I always appreciate it. It's always fun to talk to you. Uh, Mikel Bridges, right? The problem with him is he's not, he doesn't have that intensity in his personality to be a lead guy. I don't know if you listen. I was listening to his podcast but with, uh, with Jalen Brunson. I listened he to it. On with the, I don't know if you saw the one where... Where Josh Hart said, "When first time you said a pick, uh, of I body slammed you on the ground." Yeah, of course. I listened to the whole it. podcast. He didn't. He didn't fight back. He didn't do anything. So I don't think. I think to be a number one, you have
0: well, to have that an was, alpha uh, male personality. Seven years ago, when they were in college and they were kids, but that's what I'm saying. They like his personality, and thanks for the call, Mario. They like his personality. They like that he's a nice guy. I think he does have a little more dog in him now that he's in the NBA, and if you listen to that podcast, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart were kind of bigging him up and saying, you're not just a 3 and D guy, you're turning into a star, you're a scorer, you're a hooper in this league. I think he's a Robin to someone's Batman, I think the Brooklyn Nets need another star, I think they can trade for one potentially this summer, or maybe they wait it out, maybe they draft their own. I don't know if we've talked enough on The Fan about the NBA and these teams that are successful and how much they draft their own talent. Nikola Jokic was drafted there. Luka Doncic was drafted there. Joel Embiid was drafted there. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, they were drafted there. The New York Knicks have moved off of their homegrown talent. They have a good nucleus, a good team, a good coach right now, but are they going to be a champion with all these guys that came from elsewhere? It's yet to be seen. But for the Brooklyn Nets, you sold your soul twice to superstars. You had washed superstars in, in the ticket and the truth. KG and Paul Pierce, they were cooked. They were done. They were at the end of the road. It didn't work out for you. You did it again when you brought in KD and Kyrie that were in their primes. They still are. But you didn't acquiesce. You you wanted to play tug-of-war with these guys at every turn, and that's your old fault. When you bring in the superstars like that, like a LeBron, it is LeBron's team. The Lakers know that. When you bring in these superstars, they run the show. What do you think they're doing in Phoenix right now with Book, with KD and Brad Beal? Those guys run the show. You can't butt heads with your superstars. You can't disagree with your superstars. The owner can't come out and tweet against the superstars of the team. It doesn't work out. And now you're left for dead again. KD, Kyrie, those guys, they act like Brooklyn never happened. And I'm tired of all of these podcasts and all of these people that keep popping up to say, oh, in 2021, if the Nets didn't get hurt, they would have definitely been champions. No, I can't even say what I want to say because it's profane. No, you know what comes after that. I was at those games. I was at Game 7. We know that. But you know what? The universe wasn't ready for that big three. The NBA didn't want that either. The NBA didn't want the super teams and the teaming up. they much rather see Giannis, who was drafted there, go on and win the championship. I don't think Giannis will win another NBA championship during his time. 877 877- 337-6666. Boy, am I glad that I picked up hockey. We're gonna talk puck on the fan, cause I hate talking about the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA right now. KM to AM returns right after this. Another- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25
1: a
4: month. New iPhone 15s?
1: Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Another 5-hour KM to AM. We are not done. Plenty more to do. 877-337-6666. Man, we've talked about a lot of different things tonight. I came in talking baseball, Mets, and Yankees, how we're on different sides of the fence here. There's low expectation for the Mets and I think that's good Mets fans. I think having a low bar and not having all the hype like you did that for the last couple of years, how did it work out? You did that for the last couple season buying the players and expecting to win a world series and how did it work out for you? Lower the expectations a little bit. You do have a bunch of guys in camp that are going to compete. Iron Sharpens Iron. Young guys can learn from the old guys. The best are going to play. The cream is going to rise to the top. And I do think that the Mets can be a team to win more than 80 games. A lot has to go right. But I do think the Mets can be better than most people are expecting them to be because that is baseball. When everybody's doubting you, when everybody's thinking you're nothing, they're they're not the Oakland A's. They're not a small market team. They're not a poverty franchise. If they're winning, when we get to the deadline and they make some more moves and add to the team, anything can happen. 877 877- Three three seven sixty six sixty six on the Yankee side. In Yankee land, it's the same old same. World Series championship talking. Yeah, we're here to win a championship and bring a parade. And it's the glitz and the glamour. You bring back the Bernie Williams and Andy Pettit and CeCe Sabathia to camp. And now we've got a new shiny toy and Juan Soto and a couple other new faces and Marcus Stroman, Alex Verdugo. Who the hell is that? Oh, that's Trent Grisham and you get to see a slim down Carlos Rodon, a slim down John Carlos Stan. And guys are out there competing, they're taking live BP, throwing bullpens, it's on now. Tomorrow makes it a week since pitchers and catchers reported. This weekend we'll get some actual games. It'll actually begin, it'll actually be real. We're back to baseball. But don't believe the hype. I caution you, that hype will get you killed. You keep drinking that Kool-Aid, that hype Kool-Aid, it's going to hurt your stomach. You're going to be sick when it doesn't work out. You're going to be sick when they fail. You're going to be sick when it just doesn't go the way that you hope it's going to go. So be careful with all that hype, taking all that in. Now, speaking of that, right, coming off of our football season, we haven't even gotten to the Saquon Barkley talk. We haven't really even gotten to the Daniel Jones talk, but I do want to introduce it before we get to the last hour of my show tonight and it's open mic for whatever you guys want to talk about you know we had Jared Carabas on we talked baseball we had Will Salmon on we talked Mets but here's the opportunity to call up and talk football I think Saquon Barkley is good as gone why would they pay him why would he be back and I don't think it matters that they lose him and uh, they don't get a return on it I think I was hearing some conversation about how they could have traded him at the deadline this year that's different that, that is completely different. I remember us having the conversations about him being the captain, the heartbeat, the leader of that locker room, and Brian Dayball was still trying to win games. I was saying it's a sleeveless, it's an A-shirt, it's a beater, it's a tank. Tank Dell, Gervonta Tank Davis, they're tanking. No, they weren't tanking. Here comes Tommy Cutlets from Cedar Grove, Don Bosco Prep. They win some games, but if they would have sent, I don't know, Saquon Barkley to the Ravens, that team wouldn't have rallied. That team wouldn't have been able to, you know, muster up the energy to do it with with Tommy Cutlets and Tommy Cutlets certainly needed Saquon Barkley as well. But but it's over for that. He's Saquon Barkley is not a a Shane and Daybull guy. He's one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, but for what they're doing, they got to move away. For what they need to do, like they have the opportunity here. With some cap space, some guys' contracts coming off the books, free agency, there's a lot of needs. And in this modern-day NFL running back, the Chiefs just won back-to-back Super Bowls with the pride of Rutgers, New Jersey, from Vineland, New Jersey, my guy with the long locks, Isaiah Pacheco. Seventh-round running back. Leading rusher on their team back-to-back years. You can find these guys. You can find these guys. There's a guy coming out of Monmouth this year. And people have been tweeting his name to me, and I'm like, I'm well aware who he is. I've seen him break some long runs. Jaden Sheridan. Somebody's going to draft Jaden Sheridan. Why not the Giants? Maybe you can draft him in the sixth, seventh round. And speaking of the draft, you better try and trade up and get that quarterback. I'm not moving off that one. You can't sell me on Daniel Jones, Damage Jones. Damage Jones now has a long rap sheet as far as injuries, things that you got to be worried about. Daniel Jones is coming back from an ACL injury. I don't care what timetable you read or what you saw. I'm not going to believe it until I see it as far as him being ready to lead this team through August training camp into week 1 in September. It's a lot. You got to draft a quarterback, man. You're picking 6 again. You got to draft a quarterback. And who knows how it's going to shake out with the Bears, supposedly Justin Fields unfiled the Chicago Bears and Caleb Williams says he doesn't want to go there. He's from D.C. The Commanders should trade with the Bears, get Caleb Williams. Do they want Drake May? Do they want Jaden Daniels? Who does Brian Daybowl want? What quarterback does he have his eye on that he wants to mold and develop? He got a lot out of Tommy DeVito. He also got a lot out of Tyrod Taylor. Imagine what he could do with a young top prospect. 877 337 6666. Now we got plenty of calls. Let's hit it. Josh is in Passaic. Josh, you're on the fan.
5: Thank you. How you doing?
0: I'm all right. How are you?
5: Good. So with with the uh, Giants, I mean, listen, Barkley makes a difference. Obviously, he's good at bring tags. He's good at moving the yards. Good at move, like good at moving the chains. But like as you said with Pacheco you know, and Devon A. Chain was a third-round pick. Like I don't even say you spend uh, you spend a uh, pick on it. Like, you have Breida. He's okay second running back. No. And
0: just find the you guy, can guy do that's better. Pass, You can do better than, than Matt Breida. You can do a lot better but than my, really Matt Breida. Good.
5: Whatever well, it is, but find a running back that find a running back that's just fast, and I'm sure you can find a lot of them. We could just sign um, just two undrafted. Right? You just it's don't have that. to that's pay.
0: You don't have to pay Sa- Saquon Barkley what he's going to command on the free market. Wanting to be a giant for life is great. It's business. He should want to go win. The, the Giants aren't winning next year. Saquon Barkley should want to go somewhere and win and maximize his the rest of his career, the second half of his career. He's 27 years old. The Giants got to move on from him.
5: Right, let am go to Baltimore, whatever he wants. But with um, Mexican, we San Diego, oh, L.A., the Chargers. Is anything to do with trading Alonzo?
0: No, no, no. I think that's just, okay, you heard Evan, Robert, Evan Roberts say they need a stick, they need a bat. Luke Voigt, G-Man, Choi, those guys you bring in that, okay, could they be a better DH than Mark Vientos? Certainly. Certainly. Uh, if Mark Vientos isn't mashing in spring training and one of those guys – has a hot spring trading DJ Stewart. Like, there's a chance that one of those guys become your DH. I said it on the fan last week. Like the universal DH has been available to you for years now. Figure it out. How, how come the Mets have the opportunity to have a universal DH and they're not taking advantage of it? Darren Ruff and Vogelback and, and Mark Vientos. What the hell? Right. Hey, and like still like I, I don't know how why they just don't
5: why they didn't just get Martinez. But like, I had another Mets fan telling right. me a few days ago, like, Oh, you want the Mets to trade Alonzo, right? To get all the prospects. But like, listen, something is like, oh, you know, the Met's prospects came up and were are slashing, you know, bad baiting, that's okay. Um and show me prospects, but he's then he's trying to point to like the Orioles, I mean, we're not getting the number one prospect in baseball for Alonso. I'm sure you could
0: get a faggot prospect, you're not getting number one. Prospects are suspects. That is one of the truest phrases in baseball. Prospects are suspects. We don't know. We like suspect the that they're going to be great. We don't know what's going to turn out. Pete Alonso is great, and proven. I know what Pete Alonso is going to do. I wouldn't be trying to move that guy for some prospects. They did. They did their prospect grab at the deadline last year. Pete Alonso should finish his career as a Met. I
5: think he's with the Devils, you know, Nico does, uh, tri- um his hype train, his hype train, kind of, you know, had a little stall tonight. I don't know why we can't beat the Capitals. I mean, we just lost a series to them over there three to one. And like they're not even such a good team anymore.
0: They just have our number. So no Ovechkin ain't worried about the Devils at all. I'm a little worried. I think I might go to the game Thursday. Um I don't have to work the Thursday night shift. I'm on during the midday, so I might have to pull up and support the Devils, man. They took a little bit of a step back here. I'm just I want them to build a win streak. Uh so we gotta pick them up. And I didn't get to physically watch the game tonight, but where was Jack? Where was you know some of the other guys. Um, I think I saw Howla had a goal, but it's just they got smoked six to two, and uh, they're coming home Thursday. They gotta they gotta get a win then. The fans gotta pick them up, and we it's time we gotta get going.
5: Well, that's why we needed this game tonight, Keith. But uh, is there a where I could talk to you by the break, off okay?
0: Uh yeah. So if you wanna hold, um, Zoo, I can I can put you on hold. Zoo will hold until we go to the next break.
5: I thank you so much, I'll see you then.
0: Hold on. All right, moving on from Josh. Let's see. Let's talk Rangers. I knew the Rangers fans would be calling the fan incoming. Let's go to Mike in Sunnyside. What's up, Mike?
4: Well, yeah. What's up? I mean, I mean, why can't the Rangers get some love? Like, like uh, Cartons uh, used to say, "The Boomer, uh, nobody cares about hockey, Boomer." I mean, it's ridiculous. The Rangers have the biggest, they have the longest winning streak in ten years. They're in first place. And everybody's talking about like, uh, like where's LeBron gonna go and like, what's oh, Kyrie gonna do? And like, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like, who gives a crap about those guys? <laughs> they're making their monies. They got their monies. They're they're set for life. We're in New York. This is New York radio. It's like New York, bro. And now we are in first place. We got the longest winning streak. So went freaking nuts tonight. If you if you saw the game. I don't, you probably did. He stood on his head. The man is that insane. Lavalette is playing everybody like like are puppets. They're just filling in one next man up, next man up, next man up, next man up, and we're in first place. And we can't. Nobody can get. Nobody wants to talk about it. Why?
0: Well, you gotta so to listen closer. Him, thanks, thanks for the call, Mike. You gotta listen. I don't know if you listen to my show. I don't think there's been a night that I haven't mentioned the Rangers uh, this whole season from the way they started off the season. I don't know if you listen to C-Mac's show. He definitely talks about the Rangers. I know CeeLo was on Sunday night talking about the Rangers. Yesterday here at the fan, every Rangers fan in the building had on Rangers gear. No one is ducking it. I think you'd be a fool to be talking about LeBron James and where he's going. He's not. He's not getting traded to the Warriors. I don't think anybody's talking about Kyrie either. We we've all been on the hockey. I think this is the most we've talked about hockey nonstop. There hasn't been an hour where we haven't mentioned the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders, the Stadium series. I know myself, I've definitely been doing it. I mean, I like I said, I haven't had a show where I haven't mentioned the Rangers. I'm a Devils fan. I'm rooting for the Devils, of course, but I'm also not stupid. I see what's going on with the Rangers. I understand. Like I get it. Like <laughs> they're rolling right now. And just before this, I know you might have just waited till the game ended to helicopter into the fan and you got that. You got that call off. But, you know, as soon as their game went finals, Rangers win. Here come the Rangers fans. That's eight in a row. We started talking about Shisterkin. Stay tuned for my Casamigos. Big shot of the night. Big Zoo is a Rangers fan. And I went through the fact that they had eight straight wins, longest streak since 2015, 2016, 37 wins, most in the NHL. 20 home wins, second most in the NHL. 24 wins when scoring first, second most in the NHL. 33-2-2 record when allowing three goals or fewer. Uh, Shesterkin, all these guys, Capo Kako, like, we we see them. We acknowledge that they're really good. I said the Rangers are a wagon. Nobody cares about hockey boomer. Boomer cares. And every show here on the fan, the last few days and now weeks, because the Rangers started off the 2024 year a little bit slow, but they got right back on the wagon. The Rangers are a wagon. This is going to turn into a Rangers town sooner rather than later. It might be Rangers and Knicks when the Knicks get back on the floor. Good. I'm with it. Somebody win. Somebody win us a championship. The NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup. I'll see you at the parade. Lou is in Astoria. story. What's up, Lou? You're on the fan. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Holding it down.
2: And listen, uh, you're one of the few hosts that actually talk hockey a lot on the fan, and I don't know what the problem is. Either the callers or not, the callers complain a lot, but they don't actually call about hockey, and that's the reason why people really, you guys don't even talk about hockey because you guys get very few calls about it. I think yeah. the Rangers win this year, it might make a difference because we are tired of losing in the city Correct. And maybe we can get a hockey team that can that can do something about it. I'm surprised because you you love the uh, I mean you are need you on the fan and you love the and you love the devils, but I can understand you're leaving in New Jersey. But that's all the three sports, I'm I'm not gonna be all over the place, but nobody talks about it, and you don't either. With your soccer, tennis and golf. Any reason why you don't never mention it is it uh, because you don't play it or
0: well, I, I definitely sure never played. It, I
2: mean, I want to go to Florida real quick for that. Uh, yeah, but I, uh, to, answer, to answer like, your question quickly,
0: play. I never, I never played, so uh, I, I don't get on the mic and try and talk about things I don't know about. Hockey, I'm, I'm a new fan. As of this is my third season covering the Devils, and I'm still learning. And and I, I'm humble enough to admit I don't know everything, and I want to learn more. Right? Tennis, I I really can't tell you too much. I've been to the open I've been up there to Willits party like I've been to a little bit soccer I know Champions League they play Tuesday um of last week but I don't I I don't know too much people don't call about it it doesn't it doesn't jump in front of Pete Alonzo extension talks it doesn't jump in front of Juan Soto if he's staying or if yeah, he's going you know it doesn't jump in front of Saquon Barkley Daniel Jones Aaron Rodgers.
2: And you think that uh, uh, soccer after having the World Cup in and, in and, and New Jersey, you think that's gonna? Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty six. Getting big because schools and uh, soccer is very popular right now, just like uh, sure. I don't understand why. I mean, hockey I can understand because you gotta be, you gotta have money to play hockey. Okay, that's the problem. With,
0: with yeah, with, and you gotta action. have money to I go to, to the hockey games. So I... When when twenty twenty six comes, mean, whoever's on the fan, I'm sure will be talking about the World Cup. Uh, yeah, but what do you now. think? You think
2: it's going to get more? I, don't, I really don't care. To I, well, the United States has to be good. I'm wasting my
0: time yet, The United man. States has to be good. I was actually in London when the United States and England played to a draw, and um, I thought there should have been more buzz about it here in the States. I was happy about that. I was in a bar surrounded by uh, London uh, Englishmen, and they were all pissed off that they you know, watched a whole match that you know they drew against the States. I thought that was pretty good for us.
2: If you if you get a chance, will you go to a middle I mean,
0: yeah, hell yeah,
2: yeah. I live I live in Jersey City.
0: Yeah, I I live in Jersey City. I can get there in twenty minutes. If um you know this job or whatever I do in sports and media grants me tickets or a credential and access to the World Cup, of course I'll go.
2: Okay, as far as uh, one one of because you're gonna say you're little, Lou, you're all you're all over the place. This one thing that I gotta guarantee you, okay, this year we gotta get it done. Because you know who, who uh, Juan Soto' favorite player is?
0: Robinson Cano.
2: Exactly. And you know how, how Robinson Cano was treated with the free agency. It's yep. tough, okay? So I tell you what, uh, whatever whoever gives you the most money, I don't care if he wins the championship, I don't think he's staying here. You take care, brother. And, uh, hey, take care of your boy, okay? Bye-bye and the family.
0: Thanks, Lou. Uh, I disagree. And now this gives me an opportunity to run through the reasons why Juan Soto will stay a Yankee, remain a Yankee, why the Yankees have to do their part and the fans also have to do their part. They asked Judge about if he'll do any lobbying, right, because Judge had a walk year and he could have left the Yankees and he played the Yankees like a fiddle. And Then he went and played his part, played his position, um, (laughs) broke the AL home run record and looked at Cashman and said, F you pay me. He said he doesn't have to do too much. Of course he's going to be there, you know, to help him out. But he said, the fans, right, he said, the fans will do the convincing. When Juan Soto gets into Yankee Stadium and sees and feels the fans, the fans will do the work, right? The Yankee fans will do the convincing in Yankee Stadium. And that's true. All of us. We root for the guy. I know some of us are going to boo the guy. Nobody's above that. But we root for the guy. You make him feel at home. He already said he's at home. He already said he's going to feel like home. He said he talked to Robinson Cano. What do you think Robinson Cano told Juan Soto about being a Yankee, winning the World Series, playing with Jeter, playing in front of these fans? All good things. He left. And yet he didn't get the money that he wanted, but he left to go across the country to Seattle. My first time in Seattle was this past summer. You hear it all the time. I went to the All-Star game. You hear it all the time. It is not New York. Robinson Cano probably wishes that he stayed in New York. He came back to New York. He came back and played for the Mets. But I guarantee you he didn't have any conversations with Juan Soto about, hey, after you play for the Yankees this year, you'll be better off going to play for Steve Cohen. He's telling him what it's like to wear the pinstripes, what it's like to win the World Series, make the last out, be in the parade, how the fans treat you, what the Bronx is like, the Latin, the Hispanic community, the Dominicans, Delomio personnel, how they're going to turn up, how there better be Dominican flags in the stadium, how Juan Soto Wherever he goes in this city, when you see him, you say, hey, Juan, what's up, Juan? Let's go Yanks. And you make the guy feel like home. You know the Yankees are going to do that. They're first class. Everything's going to be taken care of. Whenever he wants to go get something to eat after the game, he can go to the finest restaurants in the city. His dad as well. Oh, don't forget about his dad. His dad, I told you, there's a picture if you haven't seen it. Look it up. Go look for it. It's on Twitter. His dad showed up to Yankee Stadium for the first time with a sign that said, Yo soy Yankee fan. Just here to support number 22 Juan Soto. So when I hear people talk about the money that he turned down from the Nationals and that he's definitely hitting free agency, of course he is. But it's easy to turn down the Washington Nationals. It's not going to be as easy to turn down the New York Yankees, especially if he goes on a little bit of a run through October And whether the Yankees win the World Series or they come up short, if they go on a run, it's magical. It's enchanting. The Bronx Zoo will be back. He'll feel what it feels like when that building is shaking with 50,000 screaming Yankee fans. He'll understand what it means to be a Yankee versus being a San Diego Padre. He'll understand that this is the top. This is the Mecca. This is where you want to be in baseball. And Hal Steinbrenner will have to match anybody else's deal. Show him the money. Scott Boris, Juan Soto, they want to be paid. And I think the Yankees know that. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up. We'll be right back after this. Another 5-hour KM to AM. I want to talk to you. I got no more guests. Let's run through all these calls. Let's talk about all the sports. Obviously, we're talking puck. If you're paying attention, I've been talking hockey every single day. I'm probably the last one to join the hockey fandom here at the fan. I'm probably the least, uh, as far as, like, you know, experience, knowledge, the least knowledgeable, but that hasn't stopped me because I understand the climate. I understand what's going on. And as I want my devils to break off with a winning streak here, it hasn't happened yet. It's tough because I see the Rangers just winning and winning and winning. And guess what, folks? What's on deck? We had the stadium series this past weekend. Here comes Rangers-Devils at the Rock Thursday. And I think I got to be there to rep the Devils. I think I got to be there to hold it down for the Devils fans. So I'll see you out there if you plan on going. Let's talk to Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. What's up, Paul?
3: Hey, Keith, I, I will say one thing. Thank you. Thank you for taking that champion you know role uh, at the fan about talking about hockey. You know, I, 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 I've been looking at Twitter. And they're saying, my goodness, what happened to fan? All of a sudden, there, there's been more talk and more uh, exuberance and energy around the sport, which is great, right? And even though you're a doubles fan, I will say that as an Islanders fan, anything but the Rangers at this point. Because, you know, I, I, I was a big fan <laughs> in 1940 back in the day, yada, yada, yada. But guess what? My little Islanders, my little brother team tonight, they finally won in overtime. Number six out of sixteen. Good overtime. Win. Yes, sir. Oh my goodness, right. But what I want to do is pivot a little bit about your comments about Juan Soto. Um, you know, so I've been watching on Twitter, you know, the different videos and this and that thing about what's going on. You are one hundred percent in line with this. Is this is about the experience of being a Yankee and? Until you do it, you don't understand what that really means. You can read about it. You can watch it. You can be on the other team, yada, yada, yada. But you do not know what it means to, believe, to, to be in the field with the bleacher creatures. Every game is out there chanting your name. And we are behind you 100,000% every freaking game. I think this one solo experiment, um, although people saying, oh, you know, one and done. We're done. You know, we got to win this year. I'm not sure that I'm completely sold on that, and I want
0: to hear your opinion on that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Thank you, Paul. First off, I don't mind leading the charge as far as talking about hockey because I have the autonomy to do so. Nobody comes in and tells me what to do in my show. Zoo doesn't tell me what to do. He helps my show or if it's Paul or if it's Connor Green producing, none of them say, hey, this is what we're going to talk about today. I don't have a co-host that I have to meet pre-show and say, all right, this is what our show is going to be about. You do this, I do that. This is what we're going to talk about. I come in here and I take the temperature of the sports world, specifically New York sports. I put my notes together all day I'm preparing for my show, and there's a lot of times where I'm like, we're going to have to talk hockey. I've taken it upon myself to learn the game, to learn the teams and the players. I'm trying slowly to learn some of the history. When I came into the fan, most told me, don't worry about hockey. You don't have to know hockey. (laughs) And that's not true. I'm glad I didn't listen to that. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to pick a side. And once I pick a side, shout out to the Devils. The Devils will have a voice on the fan, but I'm also not a fool. I'm not foolish enough to come in here and try and have an angle as a Devils fan to knock down what the Rangers are doing or to leave the Islanders out. We share this radio station just like we share these streets and subways and everything else here. So 877-337-6666, you absolutely can call and talk hockey with me and teach me something. Tell me something. I don't know everything. And with the Juan Soto stuff, I don't know everything about Juan Soto or what's going to happen in the future, but I know the universe never unconnects. What's written is already written. And it was destiny for this young man to become a Yankee. It was destiny for him to put on the pinstripes. His dad is a Yankee fan. He grew up watching the Yankees. His favorite player was Robinson Cano, who became a mentor to him. And now he gets to actually walk out there, not with a 24, but a number 22 jersey on, and hear the Yankee fans chant, Juan Soto, Juan Soto. And that roar on opening day, that's infectious. That's not like Petco Park. That's not like Nats Park. It's Yankee Stadium. And he's going to get to meet everybody. You think he's not going to be be able to meet Derek Jeter? You didn't see that video? Hey, Jeets, I'm at the MLB store. I'm getting your jersey. Can you sign it for me? He's met Jeter before, but it's going to be a little different when you're meeting Jeter in some undisclosed place in New York City breaking bread with the captain. You're fooling yourself if you really think the Yankees gave up all of those players and they're going to lose as far as a bidding war for them. You're also fooling yourself if you think this guy is going to go through this whole one season and say, I want to skip over to the other side of town. It's just not going down like that. Andrew's in Jersey City. Andrew, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, great show.
6: Oh, man. Um, I think this might be the second time I've talked to you. But anyway, I love the show. Um, I was going to just call about the Yanks and the Mets subway series. Um, just trying to bring it back to baseball, getting really excited. Um, are you, are you going to the games? I was, I just figured to give it a little bit of, um, airtime. The the subway series uh, games.
0: Um, I have no idea.
6: Junes and Queens and July's in the Bronx.
0: I have no idea when they are. Uh, I told uh, this young woman, Asia, who's a fan of mine and watches my Nets podcast. She works at City Field. I said, I'll pop in on City Field the one time a year when I do, when the Yankees are there. So I'll, I'll be there for probably the first game. I'll probably be there for both of the games in Yankee Stadium. Um, I think I'm actually going to a spring training Yankees Mets game as well. So, yeah, I'll be around. So, dude, I,
6: I'm actually, I might be going March uh, it's 5th, I think, in Port St. Lucie. Um, that's what I I have my eyes set on. I'm actually going to be in Florida that week, so I'm hoping
0: to catch that too. Yeah, I think I'm I'm not there. I'm not there um that early. I think I'm there. Well, I know I'm there the 20th through the 25th, and I think oh, so Tampa. Yeah, and I think there's a Mets Yankees game on the 22nd. Yes. Uh
6: all right. Man. Well, yeah, just throwing uh, some love at baseball, and 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 you're, and you're on the 25th. One. Yeah,
0: there's Mets Mets Yankees. On the 22nd and 25th. So I'll probably be at both of those.
6: Oof. Okay. Well, yeah. Baseball. Oof.
0: <laughs> yeah. Love love the game. Love going to baseball games. Uh, what else you got for us, Andrew? We're up against it. Uh, no, that's about it, man. I just
6: thought, uh, and everything you said about Juan Soto sticking with the Yanks, I thought that was pretty powerful about... You know, he's got like he can go to a back room of Jeter and just have some some meals. Yeah, there's um, just, there's things yeah.
0: that I don't even know. I'm speculating. Who knows? There's just things that the Yankees can do. They're powerful in this city. He's not going to want to go anywhere else. It's just it's just foolish to think that he's going to want to go put on a Mets jersey and Steve Cohen can just give him more money. Money isn't everything, especially when you get up to the 500, 600 million. Like, how Steinbrenner has money, too. He has a yacht. He was floating around and I don't know, the Malfi Coast or something and called Aaron Judge. How much do you want, Aaron? Done. And a captaincy. All right, we got a break. We're up against it. Keith McPherson on the fan. My Casamigos, big shot of the night coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.